Hello, fellow ink drinkers, and welcome back to the Blind Girls Book Talk. My name is Aria. And I'm Belle. And we are here to do another episode of our lovely podcast in which we just kind of talk about random bookish content, whether it be book reviews, whether it be book theories, whether it be bad retellings of stories. The list kind of goes on. It is more of a variety show of different bookish content. Today, we are actually going to be going over how to get into the classics. Belle, of course, is a huge proponent of classic literature, a huge lover of classic literature. I am not that person in the slightest. But what uh, she kind of wanted to do today is go over kind of her experience with classic literature, maybe give some tips about where to start when it comes to, you know, if you're wanting to get into that. So without further ado... Belle, how did you get started with your love of the classics? So I think it all started from when I was about 11. Me and mom were going through like the $1 movie bin at Walmart at Christmas time. And we came across a film called Cricket on the Hearth. And if anybody recognizes that title, it is because Cricket on the Hearth is actually a Charles Dickens Christmas story. And I fell in love with this children's cartoon movie. (laughs) She did. I feel like we watched this movie probably at least a hundred times, like without exaggeration. Yeah, like that Christmas. I really liked that movie. And so once I like actually found out that it was a story written by Charles Dickens, I completely wanted to read it, like hardcore wanted to read it. So then... For the Christmas after we got that DVD, I received a book, which I now love and adore, of just a whole lot of Charles Dickens Christmas stories. So it has The Christmas Carol, it has Cricket on the Hearth, it has one story about goblins at Christmas. I'm not really sure. That's the first one in that book. It's kind of weird. Yeah, I I didn't actually ever, I think, get to to look through that that book because Charles Dickens and I, we are not friends. (laughs) I am definitely not a fan of of Charles Dickens' work. You break Um, my heart. I mean, I I do like The Christmas Carol. So and that one, I I will admit, is is a classic 100 percent. But any anything else from Dickens' work is just it's unfortunately it's a no for me. And then from there, like, I didn't really get into the classics or, like, have a strong love for the classics. I knew they existed, but at that point in time, I was, like, 12, 13, and I was just like, nah, that's just no big deal. It's it's just classics. Like, that was something that never really went into my 13-year-old brain until I was in ninth grade and I had to pick between reading Lord of the Flies and Rebecca and I chose Rebecca and I fell in love with that book. Yes, she did. Now, I will say I also had to read Rebecca at the same age and I 
hated that book. But I think that was really much your your jumping off point. Um, yeah, because from- then from there, my next read was, well, the two sequels not written by Daphne Dumar, the original writer of Rebecca, right. but there are two sequels to it, right? which I did also read, provided by my English teacher, and I I enjoyed those. I wouldn't say I fell in love with them as much as I loved Rebecca, but I did read them and I did enjoy them. And then after that, I read Great Expectations by Charles Dickens and again, fell in love with that book. No, I that book was definitely not my favorite. I did read one of the sequels to Rebecca, which I mean, I hated the book and I don't know how I ended up reading the, the first sequel. I think it was called uh, Mrs. De Winter, I believe is the title. I, I think that's it. Yeah. Again, not written by the original author, but I did end up reading that one and I still had my same thoughts. That didn't change my opinion. I didn't read the the second sequel, which I it was actually the one that I did have interest in reading because it was supposedly like Rebecca's point of view, which no. <laughs> yeah, I, I, see and that was how the the we both did have the same English teacher, um which even though I am a, a lot older than Belle is, there were very rare occasions where we had you know, the same uh, teachers. Um, but in this case, we just happened to to have the same one. And for some odd reason, she thought that I loved the book more than I did. Belle made her, her opinions on that book very well known. I, I really did. And so, you know, she then kind of went forth. And I think we both, because uh, wasn't uh, Great Expectations ninth grade year for you? Uh, yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because it was for me too. Or at least I, it I think was it was. Animal Farm, then Rebecca, then in Great Expectations, and then Romeo and Juliet. Right. Yeah. Then that, that sounds about accurate. There were some things that you have read that I have not. Some curriculum had changed, but sometimes there was a, you know, a fair deal of, of overlap uh, when it came to, you know, different books that we had to read and that sort of thing. Yeah, from there, like, 10th grade, I don't remember... I know I read some classic literature plays that I really liked. Like? I, I can't remember their names. Uh, there was one... Macbeth. I loved Macbeth. Did Well, okay, so here's here's my thing. Shakespeare's work is just kind of... Yes, it is classic, and and it should be because, you know, it does have a lot of kind of timeless themes, but it is just something that I could never get into myself. I couldn't get into it until I read Macbeth, and the first thing I read by Shakespeare was Romeo and Juliet, and the I think the only reason I really dislike Romeo and Juliet is because we had to act it out. Oh, yeah. And, of course, the girl we had playing... We had one guy in my reading class, my honors reading class. And so, of course, he was Romeo. And the one day that our girl we picked as Juliet was sick and absent, I had no part in that scene because we were doing their first meeting. And because I had no speaking part, I had to be Juliet. So I had to stand in front of the class and just constantly fist bump this kid who I didn't like anyway. (laughs) I I think we've all been there, especially when it comes to, um, you know, schooling here um, where they decide, oh, yes, in order for you to learn the the work, you need to. (laughs) 
to act it out in front of all of your classmates. I Um, mean, I can't complain too much because there was only 13 of us in that class. But it's still awkward when you are 15, 14, 15, and have to stand in front of some of your peers who were mostly the popular kids too and just fist bump this guy and i'm just like this is and, so and, and awkward I take, it, I take it the fist bump it was instead of of a kiss yes fist bump instead of a kiss yeah romeo and juliet is rough to to act out um especially you know in high school but um so then after romeo and juliet you said Macbeth um was was 10th grade, 10th grade. there was grade. another one and i can't think of the name and i really liked it was it a Shakespeare or was it something I, else? I don't think it was Shakespeare. Because I'm trying to think. Oh, um, my gosh. What was the name of it? What was it about? Do you remember what it was about? It was about uh, King has son, uh, the, uh, the uh, person who can see the future is like, yo. Oedipus Rex. Yes. <laughs> That's it. There you go. As soon as, as, soon as you got it. Because I figured it was going to be that one. Oedipus. Um, I liked Oedipus. Like, yeah. I, call me weird. Oedipus Rex is, I mean, of course, it, it it is based off of, you know, of course, like the Oedipus complex in, in psychology is, you know, gets its its name from, from this play. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it is... It is that is a wild ride. I, I do remember reading that one and just being like, okay, this is this is happening. And then eleventh grade, I think that's when my love of the classics like really took a gigantic leap. That's the year I first read Austin. I, I read it for fun, let me clarify. Yeah. So what what was your first Austin book? My first Austin book was Pride and Prejudice. Okay. Because that, that was my first one as well. Yeah, because um, my, my history and psych teacher actually recommended it to me. Okay. And um, she's like, oh, you'd probably really like this. And I'm like, okay, well, I have nothing to do with my life. Sure. So I started with that. And then my second Austin book was Northanger mm-hmm. Abbey, which, again, I love probably top five. Mm-hmm. Like it beats Prime and Prejudice for me. And I like I really love Prime and Prejudice, but Northanger Abbey for anybody who hasn't read it, highly recommend. I think another thing that like really captured it for me is the main character was 17 and I read it whenever I was 17 and I'm like, "Hey." <laughs> yeah, you were you were able to kind of see yourself in Yeah, the- and you know, one of the main quotes from that book is if adventure does not befall a young lady within her own village, she must seek them abroad. And for me, that was getting close to the time where I was looking at colleges and I wanted nothing to do with where I was and I just wanted out. And so I that just really stuck with me. Yeah. And that's, I mean, it is kind of nice when you are happening to to read these these kind of books and and can find yourself in them because I never really had that in my experience with classics. I think the one of the only ones, well, there there were only two, three, three books that I had to read for school that I will say at the end of the day, I, I really enjoyed them. Um, the first was uh, Mar- The Martian Chronicles by Ray Bradbury, which uh, if for anybody who hasn't read that, it is an interesting take on humanity, on just what would happen if, if we were to end up on Mars. Like, 
Mm, pause. Hold on. I forgot in 10th grade, another book that I loved, and you just reminded me of it, is Fahrenheit 451. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Ray, Ray Bradbury, I, I really want to read some more of his other stuff. I, I, I never, need to get more of his work. I, I never read a lot of, I, I never read Fahrenheit uh, 451, which you I- You are missing I, yes, out. Uh, which I, I know that that is definitely on my on my list of things that I want to read, of course. But the, the Martian Chronicles, I think, was the first. Well, actually, in our, our reading books, I think in middle school, there was like a snippet to one of the stories from the Martian Chronicles in the in the reading book. And there was just something about it that kind of intrigued me, like it, it stuck with me, like the, the imagery that was in that story just kind of got into my brain. And so then when we were reading the actual Martian Chronicles and I was kind of going along and I was like, OK, I, I like the story. And then I hit that part where where from what we read in middle school. And I was just kind of like, oh, my gosh, like, this is exactly what it was. You know what I mean? Like, I, I knew mm-hmm. I was kind of brought back to that. And then after the Martian Chronicles, the next one that I loved was Pride and Prejudice, which I did have to read for AP. Yeah, we've we've kind of gone over that one a whole lot. <laughs> yeah. And, and is uh, honestly like out of all like classic literature, I would say that's probably my favorite out of out of all of it and then the last classic that i i truly enjoyed was hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy Um, because so i i read that our ap english teacher in high school she uh put that book at the end of the year because you know she she had told us you know as graduating seniors you're going to be going through a lot mentally so you don't need a book that's going to punch you in the feelings uh you need something that's kind of lighthearted and and happy and you know something that you can kind of help you to to feel better about just kind of the the looming uncertainty of of graduation and of the future and so that is kind of why i i read or that's why i had to read that book and when i read it i there were times i laughed out loud like it was just kind of the the perfect mix of humor and randomness and sci-fi and kind of just again another you know wild ride i i would call it i got that book and i hated it (laughs) i i couldn't get into it i think i like stopped it like reading it (laughs) yeah well and see like the thing is is that you aren't very big into like the sci-fi into the oh yeah i I will admit i'm kind of kind of thing so and i think if if you don't like that kind of thing then that definitely is not a good book for you to to jump in but if you do like, you know, that kind of thing, the the sci-fi, the fantasy, again, just even, heck, even if you like random humor, I do highly recommend that. Mm-hmm. But now that that kind of then brings into the segue of how how would you recommend for, for those who really do want to start getting more into classic literature? Where Where would you recommend they start? How would you recommend they start? Sadly, there's not like a singular book that I can say for certain, like read this and you'll get into classics. Like that's not how it works at all. It's more so you have to kind of look at what classics there are. And then from there, find one that piques your interest. For me, Rebecca really piqued my interest. So, you know, I chose that over Lord of the Flies. And, you know, that started me into 
the classics for sure. Then came Great Expectations, and, you know, you just kind of got to find almost the style. So, like, okay, so if there is somebody out there who's, like, my favorite style of, of... literature my favorite genre is is mystery where would you you know do you since you are really a a big love into the mystery where what would be the classic that you would recommend you know to to maybe be a starting off point for somebody like that i would recommend rebecca i think that's a it's an easier read and then from rebecca i would maybe then look into great expectations yeah so i never really understood great expectations to be like a mystery well it's the whole mystery of who is the benefactor okay okay yeah i yeah i guess that is a huge part of the the book i just never see it that way (laughs) because again another book that that i just wasn't a fan of Mm -hmm. but i know i can i can get that i can understand that and then from there I'd, i'd i'd recommend those or i would recommend looking into the gothic literatures such as dracula frankenstein uh, now i have i haven't gotten through all of dracula uh yet unfortunately i'm i think i'm i've been listening to the audiobook off and on i think i'm like two hours away from the end something like that and that read i mean it's it's a lot to get through like from kind of my non-classic point of view you know it there is a lot of like perspective jumps for anybody who doesn't know so i I wouldn't say you know jump right in with both feet i think that's kind of more in my opinion that's probably more like intermediate level of yeah classic i i think what's best is is find something that interests you is number one like find what area for sure captures your first interest and then from there kind of look into what is an easier read of the classics And then from there, you know, just slowly ease into it. And if by chance you're like, well, none of the easier ones interest me. So you go for more of like an intermediate classic read, which is fine. You can you can do that. But if it's taking you a while to get through, that's okay because they are a bit harder to read. Yeah, classics. Classics are classics for a reason. And they can be very, very dense at times. So I would say, like, definitely from my point of view, don't be discouraged when it comes to getting through the classics. Because like I said, I have been on Dracula probably for months. I am kind of one of those readers where I will have about five different books going at at one time. I will say be patient with yourself. If you have to read the same sentence over and over again, like don't don't be discouraged by that because they they do have, you know, a very interesting story to tell. So, you know, always keep that in mind. And if you need to walk away and read something easy, do it. I mean, that's yeah. And there's also like, you know, um, like the children's classics. We are uh, about out of time for today. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to us talk classic literature this time around. Definitely one of Belle's favorites. You know, as I said before, so she really appreciates, you know, you listening to her kind of go on about one of her loves. Of course. You know, of course, please, you know, if you liked what we're talking about, you know, like the episode, share it, you know, leave a leave a comment, leave a review, uh, all of that good jazz just to kind of help us to, to grow the show. And then, of course, the next time we are going to be talking about, we are going to do our first book theory. Oh, 
very exciting things coming up. So we will see all of you guys next time. Bye. Bye. Thank you.